What up, my Hanyaks? Surprise, surprise. You get a Wednesday episode. No, I said it was pretty easy to crank out the Wednesday. The real test, the true test will be the Friday and then the subsequent Monday episode. So stay tuned because we're going to ride the lightning. Now, if I would have been thinking and planning, I would have realized that this wasn't just July 4th weekend. This wasn't just a wedding weekend, that this was a new month. I might have prepped and done my book review for a couple of books that I read that are part of a series of books and recorded it and had that released for Friday. But here we are. So I might just send you back to last year's Freedom Weekend. Uh, I probably just need to go back and review it myself where we read the Declaration and parts of the Constitution, I think. Or I think it was mainly just the Declaration. But just talked about America and how it's a wonderful place and celebrated it over the course of, I think I did three or four episodes on it. So, but today, though, we've got a good episode for you. I'm hoofing it from Houston to Enid, cool eight hours with two dogs by myself. But I got a fresh oil change, topped off coolant, feeling good, uh, level air pressure in the tires. I'm ready. Full tank of gas. I'm ready to hit this thing hard. Have a good time. Have a fun weekend. See one of my good friends get married. Join the club. And now, now we're now our little trio will be will be married. Everyone's married in it, not just me. In in the course of a month, went from one out of three to three out of three. And I'm here for it. Now while I did try and convince them both that hey, the week November 10th as a date is great, but even just around that time is really cool. And I tried to be like, look, talk to your spouses to be, convince them that this fall, it's not too cold yet, but fall, it's kind of falls in bloom. So the colors are good. Get married like the week around November 10th and we'll all have the same anniversary week and it'll be dope and didn't work out. And they ended up still keeping it a tight cluster and doing just a, um, well, a month apart, so Memorial Day and July 4th, so good for them. I'm the odd man out now. Awkward, but anyways, that's enough about that, so that's what I'm doing. That's where I'm at, and you may or may not get a Friday episode. Just keep it tuned. Fun fact about last episode, I recorded a, like, in my car, like, right before going in the church service, like, a little two-minute blurb on, like, my expectations and... And just like, okay, before I go in and then after I come out of the church service at uh, Lakewood, Joel Osteen's church, and I forgot to put both of those, either of those, in the episode. So maybe that's what I release on Friday as a little special bonus thing. Put them together, drop them like it's hot, and bada bing, bada boom, you can see what my live in-person reaction was. So, all right, today on the slate, today's theme, if you can't tell by the title... And I'm saying that not knowing what the title will be yet, so I'm assuming that Future Me does a good job, so um, that Current You and Past Me doesn't... Current You understands and Past Me doesn't look like an idiot. But alas, we move on. Today's theme is kind of going to be like, um, I guess you could maybe call it, not maybe poetic justice, but I was thinking like... Like the ironic burns or uh, when a burn backfires, you know, like just just backfires, right? Like ironic takes really meaning like when you try the first thing that comes to mind for me is the classic line name that movie is jokes on you. I can't read like right like, oh, so they're like, oh, look at this. And he's like, oh, well, jokes on you. I can't read. And it's kind of like the it'd be the Reddit page kamikaze by words where you take someone down but you go down as well and you don't care 
like man last time i saw someone as ugly as me like like you, you basically just make a comment about being down here at the bottom with me and throw yourself under the bus i love that self-deprecating humor so that's what we're looking at and it's specifically one instance in response to the roe v wade stuff which of course we've seen a litany of responses and i did my whole episode following that up go check out so that would that would have been geez has it been like a week already Last Wednesday? No, there was Double Friday. Double Dose Friday. Yeah, so it was one of the Friday episodes. That's right. That's when it happened. But <clears throat> almost a week. Wow. Can't believe it. But that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And now before we dive into that, um, we did get a write-in question from a listener. For those of you who forgot, technically these are supposed to be write-in Wednesdays. But write-in Wednesdays are pretty hard when nobody writes in. But what can I say, right? The show must go on. And if the community speaks or doesn't and holds to their Fifth Amendment right to re- remain silent, not self-incriminate, and not ask me questions, then no questions will be answered. And you just get, you get whatever I can figure out. All right? And look, we all know my favorite, one of my favorite moments when I was living in Denver, I had a buddy and he was like, three episodes a week, do you ever have like trouble coming up with content? And I was like, <laughs> look, I know that we're, we're, we're getting to know each other. We're, we're friends now, but you clearly don't quite know me well enough. Do I have enough content? I think I'd put myself in the upper echelon of people who can take nothing and turn it into 30 minutes and it might be ramblings and it might be redundant and it might be a bit repetitive or it might be overthought or over criticized just broken down way too deeply but if that's what you ask for i'm gonna deliver okay now believe me when i when i do like my 34 37 40 minute average and was hitting when i start hitting grooves i don't mean to it just happens So that's where we're at, but that's what we're going to talk about today. But I did get one right in. So for those of you who are new or forgot, technically on Wednesdays, actually on Mondays and Tuesdays, send in questions, comments, feedback, whatever. And that Wednesdays is the day when it gets covered if it's not relevant to another episode or something like that specifically. And you can ask random questions. And, um, you know, if you want to go get, if you want to get to know me, you want to ask, you want to know my thoughts on hard topics, anything and everything, right? So the question we got today, which I feel like I got before, but maybe not. So if not, I've forgotten. And actually, I don't think we've got this question specifically, but what is your favorite animal and why? See, this is a question that will probably for my entire life, this is an answer that will elude me because I just, I mean, at one point in time, it was lion and then it's, not and then it's like well i just love dogs but i also like cats and snakes are really cool too and the eagles are freaking awesome and uh, <laughs> the hayabusa fowl like there's so many things so many cool animals some people are like duck-billed platypus got that unique like me and it's like well i hate to break it to you but <laughs> yeah you're not that unique um yeah but i don't i don't really know so here's a twist for that answer, right? I was thinking about this earlier today because I, I for, fortunately I got some time to think about this one. I didn't just go in cold turkey here, right? So the question is, what is my favorite animal and why? And my answer, you ready for this? Ready for this? Is me. I am my favorite animal. Now, 
believe me, I have a lot of the same thoughts, mixed reactions, feelings, whatever you want to call it, that you're having right now. And it's fair and it's valid. But at the same time, I'm also thinking that you as a member of the Hanya Accord, to your head Hanya, can understand what I'm saying, where I'm coming from, and why that is my answer. And actually that, it makes some sense, all right? Because for me, my favorite animal would be the, and maybe for all of us, but maybe not. And maybe this is entirely too self-centered and almost borderline, if not narcissistic. But um, don't take it that way. This was more of like, a, how can I give an answer, but give, give an offbeat answer that's like, wait, what? No, that you can't say that, but I did. And that's really where this is coming from, because I am my favorite animal. Because I, I can tell you, if I were an animal, that would be awesome, all right? I can't even tell you, you know, what, all the, what I would look like and all that stuff. Because it's just incomprehensible, right? So it's just, there's just too many things going on at once. But, but, but me, really. But I love, I, love the, I love vicious, powerful animals like we all do that are also elegant and beautiful. And I think the eagle is a good example of that. I mean, you see them flying and soaring. You look at them, but they're, like, very powerful. Bears. They're kind of just like a ball of fluff and flubber. So, while, yeah, they're powerful, I don't know, they like, they jiggle a lot and they kind of lumber around. They're fast and they can climb and they can one swoop, knock your head off. But like, I don't know, I like that mixture of elegance and power. And so, but I also like the fearlessness, you know, I think another unique answer that didn't become unique because everyone liked it, but it understandably so was honey badger, which I would actually extend to Tasmanian devil. Cause I think they're the OG, like don't care. We'll take anything on. And we all know that's the kind of mindset I like head first eyes closed. Can't lose no fear. Just going for it, riding that lightning. So maybe it's a Tasmanian devil, but I really just can't settle on one. So my answer remains that I am my favorite animal. Look, I pee outside sometimes. I often just don't wear a shirt for no reason. I like to walk barefoot. I, uh, I eat meat, raw liver. Um, I don't hunt yet, but that is definitely in the cards for my near future. Fingers crossed. Which, speaking of, anyone uh, who wants to help me get started on that and stuff, because I'm not going to sit. I'm, gonna, I'm approaching this humbly, obviously. And if I had the wherewithal to, like, full-scale Viking-level hunt, I mean, bow and arrow, like, spear, like, old-school run-it-through-the-woods loincloth, like, apocalypto-looking, I would do it as a novelty, <laughs> but not to live, because it's an extremely hard way of life, but it keeps you so fit, and you're so just powerful, and survive. you're so tough and rugged, right? And that's, that's really what I like, and I'm really not... You know, I portray this, but it's like I really live a first-world lifestyle, comfortable in the AC and all that, but I'm always trying to push myself a little bit more, so that's me. I, you know, I've got the untamed long hair and beard, and uh, I like to challenge myself. I like to go and throw weights around, do, do hard things. I'm, I'm trying to talk myself up. Me. Me. Which I pose a question to the audience. Let's hear it for next Wednesday's episode. What's your favorite animal and why? And is it also yourself or is it me? Is it, is it someone else, you know, I mean, come on, white, right? Right. According to the, the humanists, the secular, I mean, we're just the, the pure 
science-based evolutionists, right? We're all just animals at the end of the day. We are just the most evolved ones, enough to have some level of consciousness, something that we can't even fully define. So there's that. See, welcome to me taking a topic and rambling on about it and really taking it too far and not answering the question how you'd like me to answer the question, but that is the Hanyak way. So you're welcome. There's my answer. And to Rachel, who submitted that question, uh, I need your answer. That's a new rule. If you're going to submit a question, you have to submit an answer. Now, you can wait until after the episode because I don't want your answer to influence mine. So that's another thought. So actually, you're still in the clear. So Rachel, send me your answer now. And I can feature it, if I remember, on next, uh, on next week's episode. All right? So that's where we're at. So that's my favorite animal and why. Or at least that's an answer to that question in a very meandering, roundabout wrong way if you will but right because i'm a hanyak about it so okay to the topic at hand obviously roe v wade a lot of protests a lot of nonsense uh attempted insurrection at the arizona capital state capital look i'm just using the language that's put out there i'm not coming up with this term i'm just going based off what i know about how things operate that when capitals are stormed and decorum is broken and there's riots that that equals, that's an insurrection, all right? So Arizona attempted to get overthrown, and there, there, there's been a lot of protests, and of course, everything's swarming online. And a friendly reminder, right? You don't have to put all your thoughts out there, right? We are not all public entities or persons who needs to make an official statement, the office of Gus, the head Hanyak, his official stance on this particular topic. You don't have to. Not everyone has to, right? Doesn't mean you don't have your thoughts or your side, but you don't have to publicly display it, right? I think you shouldn't be afraid to, but you don't, you, there's no obligation to. Just friendly reminder, you don't have to put your two cents on every single issue that comes up to hand. Yet here I am, but this is what I do, right? It's a podcast. I make this to give my thoughts. So it's not, it's an obligation in one sense, but it's a choice in another sense. So, well, an interesting thing that comes up a lot of times in these situations, if you remember, few months back, there was this Oklahoma Democrat state lawmaker, and he, Forrest Bennett was his name, and he wrote up a bill and was trying to stick it to the pro-life people um, who were trying to save babies by saying, okay, if you want to believe life begins at conception, then here's a bill that I'm going to propose to the Oklahoma legislature that says... If life begins at conception, then the man, the father, bears fiscal responsibility starting at conception. I.e., you know, if you're not around, child support starts at conception, not at birth, like it like it does currently. And the responses it got awkward real quick, real quick for old Forrest, who thought he'd stuck it to the pro-life crowd because the pro-life people, myself included, even though technically I'm an abolitionist, we're not going to play semantic games here though for this episode was like, actually, dude, I love that. I'm with you. No, because then you're affirming our stance. You're helping the cause. Sadly, though, he was doing it, you know, for the culture, i.e. the culture of abortion. And so that actually doesn't jive with him because that actually placates to our, to our side of things. And then that actually provides a, more of a case for the humanity of the child and the outlawing of abortion and criminalizing of it is saying if you pay child support from conception, then that actually enshrines and, and provides more of an argument for the other side. You thought you were sticking into it. So, like, I mean, that's just that's the classic axe facing the wrong way in battle. And it 
you try and hit someone with it and it bonks them and then or or they deflect it back at you and you you, you fall on your own axe and die right like that's that's the classic moment right and so that's what happened or you know someone uses your own axe to kill you type situation to to put it into viking terms so this was brought to my attention. I actually had only seen this in a passing headline. I want to give credit where credit's due. Listener Connor, right hand Hanya, he came to me and said, because I don't know, he messaged him about the pod or something like that. And he said, hey, you're going to cover this because there's some wild stuff. And I said, actually, I've only seen the headlines in passing and I haven't looked into this further. And for really no reason, I think it was just like, there's everyone's taught everyone and their mom. I was just, I needed to step away from the noise for like five seconds. And I was like, this looks interesting. But at the same time, I was like, oh, another headline about, you know, all the pro boards doing some pro board stuff, you know, screen Elizabeth Warren screaming her brains out as the mother of all Karens. Can we declare her queen Karen? Because she just is the quintessential Karen. She's got the haircut, the look, the attitude, the voice. And then when she gets angry, she gets all shaky and she, I work on just like i can't do her voice but we they are attacking women and just like the way you just gotta when you watch her clips it's just i'm like you are the quintessential you're queen karen all right queen karen pocahontas warren that is you (laughs) but anyways so he brought this to my attention and i said all right if you're gonna message me about it then it must be it must be good right so i went and looked at it and i am glad i did so thank you my right hand hanyak so this is from the Daily Wire. Don't know if it's, I don't think it's blocked by membership, but it's, uh, you know, if you haven't heard about it, they're apparently, you know, the, the hashtag sex strike has been trending. It's trending on Twitter after Supreme Court's abortion ruling. And as always, things got interesting when things like this start to trend. But then this once again provided points for the, and for the sake of just conversation, we'll say the pro-life side of things. And, and, and the culture of and I've, t- I've talked about this in before and in, in recent abortion episodes related to separate. We want to separate sex um, from the risk of reproduction, and those things are uh, inexorably intertwined, or meaning inseparable. You can mitigate that risk, i.e., birth control, but you can never fully eliminate it, and that is part of the natural process of sex. But we live in a culture that wants to have two purposes sex is for pleasure and we want to believe that we can fully control and mit- and eliminate the risk of child parents and that's part of the culture what p- feeds into the culture of abortion so you hear forced pregnancy when people chose to partake in an act that inherently has a risk of pregnancy and so it's a lack of taking responsibility but that was that that was a very concise way of saying it good job me thanks pat on the back all right, so that happened, and what ensued was hilarious in a lot of ways because it just, it, when I was reading through some of this, I said, oh, you're starting to get it now. You get it now. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is great. This is steps in the right direction um, because classic, and what's funny here is, you know, classic, you hear the word, the, bug, the buzzword abstinence. Abstinence doesn't work abstinence says, look at what happened it doesn't work and i'm saying i mean i don't know i think it has a place i think it shouldn't be i think it could be overdone but i think it definitely works in the sense of look you tell people not to do it don't do it don't do it because you will get pregnant and they get pregnant and you're like told you not to do it and but then at the same time are you to what extent does it work right that's the question. Now, you don't want to do it to where kids are ignorant. That's a conversation to have. But anyways, so 
we'll just lead off and walk through this article. This one is arguably the poster child, and that's why it's leading off, but it's, my legs are closed, hashtag sex strike, and it's a picture, and it says, women of America, take the pledge. Because SCOTUS overturned Roe v. Wade, we cannot take the risk of an unintended pregnancy. Therefore, we will not have sex with any man, including our husbands, unless we are trying to become pregnant and then giant bright pink letters, hashtag sex strike. And to that, I say, golf clap. You get it. You're finally getting it, right? You're, you're, you're getting it. Oh, we just, we, just, we just brought it back to reality. And you kind of also showed your hand. To me, I think a lot of people are like, yeah. Thank you for taking sex seriously and the seriousness it's meant to be taken. Oh, great. You're not going to have, you're not going to have haphazard sex now, just willy nilly as much as you want. And then when you get pregnant, act like it's a shock and you had no idea this could happen. And then you're like, well, I'm not ready for this. And so you murder the baby. No, now you're going to take it seriously. That's what we've been saying the entire time. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, I mean, look, I think that's a great idea. Because it's going to mean a lot less unplanned. You're saying don't go into sex unless you're potentially planned to or pre mentally prepared. Then you might get pregnant even if you take precautions. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> some of the responses or some of the other ones were, if this world thinks they can oppress women forever, then we close our legs. Sex strike. All right. Let's have more chastity. Let's have less casual sex. That's the word I was looking for. Let's, let's, let's eradicate this hookup culture that is only degrading our culture, right? We need to encourage commitment, committed relationships, building strong relationships and building strong families and that builds strong communities and that builds strong societies and that builds strong cultures and countries. That's what we need from the bottom up, all right? Ladies, it's time to close up shop until this abortion thing is right. Now, I don't know about that part, right? Uh, this one was interesting. If your man is against abortion, withhold sex and get a new boyfriend, insinuating that they may not be your husband. But <laughs> I don't know what that's about because nobody has sex before marriage. No, that's not the Christian way. I don't. So I don't understand that one personally. <laughs> oh, I hope you can hear my sarcasm sometimes. And then I love these awkward ones. To so all the people with a uterus, why? It is more degrading to say birthing person. When people are like, don't reduce me to my genitalia or that I can just, you know, that I am to my just functionality of having. But then those same people say because of the trans movement and awkwardly, someone could be a man and have a uterus now. It, it becomes to all people with the uterus or birthing persons or womb carriers was one great one I saw. And I just go, that's more insulting than saying woman. Like, woman has some dignity about it, but you're just literally identifying a type of people based on an internal sex organ that you can't even see. So first of all, are you a uterus-bearing person? You got, the, you got the hardware in the garage? What's going on? Uh, let's just do a... <laughs> this would be a horrible bit, but I just had this image of, like... Like someone comes in and be like, I'm a woman. And like, you maybe question, you're like, mm -mm. You're like TSA style, like, you step to the side, please. I need to do a pat down. It's like, uh, can we get a genital check over here? But of course not. No, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want that, right? And so the, the RS article just has some more highlights of some other posts and things of people being 
double furious with Supreme Court. I don't know what double furious means personally. Well, she says, I live in New York and I'm double furious. So maybe it has something to do with the fact that you're in New York, but pretty sure New York had partial birth abortions and they still have them. Nothing changes for you. You're going to become in a child sacrifice, like Mecca <laughs> Haven. People are going to be flocking. Guess what? People are going to go from leaving New York and California to flocking there. Well, specifically expect mothers want to kill their child in their womb. So there's that. I mean, so it's really going to go full blown Sodom and Gomorrah. Really going to, really going to speed up things that way. Right. I mean, and the funny thing is, is I see the point they're trying to get at, right? Like, is that, that I'm not going to say it and I'm not even going to bleep myself, but that is, you know, that hoo-hahs run the world really. And so that, that the power of sex, right? So if they take that away, then, um, and, and it's said here, right? It's like, maybe if lawmakers aren't getting any from their wives or mistresses, we'll finally get congressional action to pass a federal law protecting abortion rights. And it's like, you're not wrong, but then here comes the hey, I think you kind of don't see that by saying this, you're actually kind of scoring some points. And, and almost in some ways, I look at him like, hey, welcome to our side. Welcome to taking sex seriously, right? Oh, you actually get it now, right? And our point is kind of being made. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's kind of killed with your own axe in some ways, right? Dear, so here's some of the mockery, right? Just a couple things. Dear liberal women, please continue to abstain from casual, outside of a committed relationship sex. Congratulations. You are well on your way to old-fashioned, conservative behavior. It makes you much more attractive people. You're welcome. <laughs> Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself, and I attempted to earlier in this episode, but I didn't. And someone else said, this was the funniest thing I saw on social media yesterday. I'm wondering if these ladies recognize that their pro-choice slash abortion husbands would be the victims while the pro-life husband and wives could protest this movement by simply having sex. Too hilarious. So yeah, it's all, it's funny, all the pro-choice people hanging out with pro-choice each other's and not having sex. And then all the pro-life people like myself, um, you know, just getting freaky and having fun with it and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, oh, oh, you're missing out on stuff. I don't know what that's about. I'm I'm keeping it regular, just like my BMs. All right, that's a horror. I hope my wife does not listen to this one. There's different worlds. All right, it was just regular in the sense. Wow, really? So that one's gonna come back. I just fell on my own axe right in front of your face. So we're gonna move on from that. But that is a sex strike movement. I'm curious to know your thoughts and. Did you find it as funny as I did? I mean, or if you fall on the other side of things and you think, oh, it wasn't as much as a self-own or a kamikaze by words as you think, but I don't know. I thought it was. And, and on one hand, there's a point, but on the other hand, it's it's more funny than anything. And really, that's what we got to do with social media. That's the lesson here, right? Don't get too serious and too caught up. Go and you can go and I go and tweet some stuff sometimes, but all in all, I always feel just weird about it. And so I just try and go in with a lighthearted mentality, especially to hellscapes like Twitter. Um, and just have fun with it, right? Have fun with it. That's the most important thing because you're not really going to get that much serious done. Twitter's good for like breaking live in the moment. And that's about it in terms of real serious stuff happening outside of that. It's just being quick and witty and sarcastic and trolling. And that's all you need it for. And then Instagram is good for pictures of butts and burgers and puppies and, uh, and memes. Memes, lots of memes. For me, it's a lot of the Lord of the Rings and Babylon B memes. So, or headlines, I should say. But, all right, that'll do it for this Wednesday. I got to get out of here because I am on the road right now. You know what I'm talking about? Not right right now, but as you're listening to me. So, I'm, uh, I got to get ready to get on the road. <laughs>
Tomorrow morning, this morning, earlier today. Wow, that's confusing. How's that for a time travel statement? But let me know your thoughts on that, and you can go check out the article for yourself. It's a very short, quick, easy read, but just a funny, like, ah, this happened, right? And that's the kind of content that I like to highlight sometimes, but also you can still have meaningful conversations through that. Please send in all your thoughts. It's the Rambling Viking Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, or you can message me personally, or you can email the show, and which you can go to the website and find a way to contact. And if you want to support the show, you can give us as little as 99 cents a month. If you want to support what I'm doing and as I continue to grow and build and try and build this out more and more, that of course helps me and will help me help the business keep going. So <laughs> business, use that very lucid. It's a bit, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, thank you so much for listening. Friday is still very much up in the air. I want to know what your favorite animal is and why for next Wednesday. We'll see if I can get my book review done and I might just release the hidden, forgotten Joel Osteen tapes. Now, they're my Joel Osteen tapes, as in that I forgot to include in Monday's episode on this Friday for short little bonus clips that you can enjoy. We'll just see. I need to go back and listen to them. It's only, it would only be a few minutes, but um, that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. Um, and if you need a place to start, go watch the 300 episode live stream. And that's where I talk about a lot of different things. So uh, thank you as all much. Thank you as always, for listening and being a part. We will see you right back here next time, whenever that is. Might be Friday, might be Monday, might be next Wednesday, a week from today. You're just going to have to ride lightning and find out when that time comes. But I'm your head, Hanyak, and I'm signing off.